Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I have the yelling flu, which is just <laughs> a headache and a scratchy throat from the effort, the physical effort of screaming at my children all day long. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Our starting point is not never yelling. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I'll tell you when I have a few claps of oral thunder. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. The more you yell, the less effective it becomes. So you don't have to. I need all the help I can get. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And this week, we're talking about yelling at our kids. Ugh. I feel like we've recorded now yeah, well, we've I know we've recorded 16 episodes and in every episode we have mentioned yelling and one or the other of us has said we need to do an entire episode just that? about yelling. And so here because we are yelling. Let me ask you a question. Since my kids are littler, are you still doing as much yelling as you were when they were little? Please say no. Please say no. Please say no. No. Oh, not, not quite. Thank God. Except not quite. Except when the bus is coming. Like, that's that's my, I, I feel like the, we have our moments, and I have two, but I'll start with, I'll start with the obvious one, which is like, the bus is coming. Why, why is nobody listening to me? Put your shoes on. Come on, come on, come on. That, that just seems to continue. See, this is what happens to me. And it's not every day, but it's more days than I would like to, it to be. I will get in bed at night settle down in my bed with my book. And then I will start to think I'm getting sick. There's something wrong with me. I have a terrible cold. My throat is scratchy. I have a terrible headache. And then images of the day will start flashing through my mind. And it's like me yelling at them to put their shoes on, me yelling at them, why did you leave the door open? Me, me yelling at them, get in the car, we're gonna be late for school. Me yelling at them, turn that iPad off. And I realized that I am not, in fact, getting sick, but I have the yelling flu, which is just <laughs> a headache and a scratchy throat and body aches from the effort, the physical effort of screaming at my children all day long. I, I it doesn't you. exactly make one feel like, you know, mom of the year. And I, I think I think what's important to probably start with is that this is feeling feeling bad about it. And also doing it is a pretty universal thing. For like sure. My, my, my sister is the mother of four little boys. And she, I mean, she has. Let's all just pause for a moment. I know. And send some good vibes to Amy's sister, who <laughs> she is the mother of them. four boys under what age? Uh, the oldest isn't six yet. So it's five, yeah. three, so two, and a baby. So it's four under five and they're all boys. And yes. we're all just going to take a moment. We're going to pause and we're going to send good <laughs> vibes to Amy's sister right now and go. <laughs> send send patience because she needs it. And she she's the most patient parent, I mean, I've ever seen. She has buckets of patience, but her, her Twitter she bio is still. She would have to. Her Twitter bio is still mother of, of four boys, five and under. Sorry, I yelled. <laughs> That's what <laughs> Yeah. I feel like. Part of our evening routine should just be like, sorry, sorry, I yelled. Let's yeah. say your prayers, read your books, who brush their teeth, and sorry, I yelled so much. Sorry, I yelled. I mean, they, I think. I mean, have... if I look at the at the if I were to look at the large list of things that I feel that I don't do well as a mom, too much yelling, top of the mountain every time. 
too much yelling and not enough vegetables. So they're tied. But let's, that's not what we're talking about today. So let's let's focus on too much yelling. It's a, it's it's my Achilles heel. It's like I, I I do not like how much I yell. A lot of parenting experts suggest, and I guess I tend oh, to agree with this. Please come for me, parenting experts. That- Normally, I am a little um, wary and almost contemptuous of parenting experts. But I need all the help I can get. So bring it on, parents. I, I think they what have, have our, you got for me. I think they have our back. So I was actually I was actually quoted in the New York Times in an article. It was oh, so you are quite the a while ago. Now, I'm a parenting expert. Oh. No, the, the expert was called the Look at the, you. the article you, was Wilson. called um, shouting is shouting the new spanking and the sort of oh, what God. the experts were saying in the article is that this is what Probably. the problem is. Like we back in 1976, you know, a well placed wait until your father gets home was enough to get us in a line um and now without that without that admittedly uh, uh, rem- best removed uh arrow in our quiver we yell because that's kind of what we got the point at all though is the problem that we no longer say wait until your father gets home no 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 we don't we can't spank our kids for misbehaving oh okay wait so you mean like wait until your father gets home he's gonna spank you Yes, or it could happen. I mean, it, it had it, it, it ever happened in your childhood. It was possible. Now that that's been removed, like, well, what are you going to do, spank me? <laughs> we, we end up yelling more because we've lost, for good reason, again, we've lost a, a major sort of uh, way to keep Weapon our kids in, in the line. arsenal. Right. Hmm. That implied Not threat sure is no longer present. That point. But okay, I'm open. I'm trying to keep an open mind. Well, uh, here... Here's here's what Lisa Belkin has to say about it. She's a parenting expert. She is. She's a legit parenting expert. She so she wrote an article for the New York Times called "Can Yelling at Your Kids Be Good?" Yay, Lisa! Which, <laughs> like, she's my new favorite parenting expert. Read it turns that out. one. And she says, "Let's when, hope the answer is yes, Meg. You're doing a great job." Well, here's what she says. She says, "When all else fails, a few claps of oral thunder certainly show that mom or dad has had it." That humans can be pushed just so far, <laughs> and that this is what it looks like when you've pushed them too much. First of all, you and I are starting a band called Claps of Oral Thunder. <laughs> Second of all, I really like that advice. You know, Claps her, of Oral Thunder sounds so much better few, than shrieking, than harried shrieking. So her point is that it, if if you never yell, then your kids never see where the line is. The kids need to know where they've crossed the line. The line has to exist somewhere and when they cross it it's okay to yell at them yeah but let's be honest we're our starting point is not never yelling not yeah not I, that, that's <laughs> are, what i would like to yeah. argue i mean we're not i don't think there's anywhere in this conversation that never yelling is going to enter in everyone yeah. is going to do some yelling yes and i don't think that's even necessarily desirable let alone no. possible i mean sometimes you bring in statistics and it's like 10% of children have ever hit their sibling. And it's like, wait, what, what, what is that statistic? Like, mm-hmm. I have to assume that 100% of moms have yelled at their kids. Right, ever? 110% of moms. And, well, maybe maybe 99%. And the ones who have never yelled at their kids, those kids are like, ugh, those are night- nightmare kids. Or they, you they have selective mutism. Because there's no way. Who doesn't <laughs> yell at their kids? Everybody yells at their kids. So, so okay, so we're going to agree. Everybody yells at your kids. And that sometimes maybe... It's even what the moment requires. But we want to do a little bit less Oral of thunder. Clap, a few claps of oral thunder are, are <laughs> just useful. I'll tell you when I have a few claps of oral thunder and, and I have to, and, and this, this is my moment where I scream and afterwards I'm like, you know what, I needed to do that. I'll be driving down the highway with my three kids, you know, going 65 miles an hour. And they and and maybe in the rain and maybe like with the tractor trailer next to me, right? And they st- and they're fighting, and I say fighting. They're fighting. Oh, fighting! They play a game I called you said fight. fighting, which was <laughs> no. going to be really exciting. It was like a going to be a chase movie all of a sudden. Okay, no, they're, they're fight- fighting. They're fighting, and they start screaming at each other in the car. And I say, guys, I can't, I can't handle that while I'm driving. I can't stop it. I can't handle that while I'm driving, guys. This, that isn't safe. I, I can't handle it while I'm driving. I have been in that place where two or three times I have been, you know, just I have just completely blown my top and shocked them into silence. I'm like, will you listen? We are going to get in an accident. Shut up. I'm driving. I need to concentrate on the road. 
And then, and afterwards, I'm like, you know what? They need to know that when I tell yeah, them that, to and stop that's screaming like, at each other in the car, they need I to mean, listen. I mean, you're every single person when you were telling that story was picturing their mom doing the exact same mm-hmm. thing. Like every single person has done that thing of like, be quiet in the car. You're driving mom crazy. I mean, that is a standard movie scene right there. My mother never. My mom really used yelled. to have a hand that would come back behind <laughs> the seat, like, and we called it. It was like the claw. And, and it was just the thing of, like, this hand would come back in a really scary claw shape. And it meant, like, it, it meant... What did it doomed. mean? It meant shut up. Like it meant... I think it was usually, like, what she and my dad would be chatting and we would be going crazy. And rather than, like, start shrieking, this claw hand would come back and we would get scared and stop talking. Yeah. She had the power of the claw hand. I know. But how do we get... So maybe that's my question. How do we get the power of the claw hand? Well, this so is we what I will yell. start out by saying. The basic problem with yelling is that it doesn't serve the purpose you're trying to serve. That like, if you have to be consistently yelling, you've lost that fundamental control that is what keeps your kids in line. So it's, it, it takes you away from your purpose, you know? And I find that when I'm the least in control and the most harried and having the most trouble disciplining my kids that's when I'm yelling the most like I I referenced this I think this is how we were like we need to do a yelling podcast I was telling the story that I had my sister's kids with me so I had five kids under eight in my house at the same time uh four boys and then Peggy the girl and their cousins so they they squabble like siblings they're like siblings right Mm -hmm. and those every single one of those days I was going to going to bed with the yelling flu, like going to bed with the headache, scratchy throat. I've been yelling too much. And it's because I was very out of control and I had to like purposely recenter myself and start the days much more clearly. Like here are the rules of the day. Anyone who steps outside of these rules will be sitting on the stairs for five minutes at a time and recenter myself so that I knew that the rules and start enforcing rules early on because yelling is a symptom that you are out of control. Yeah. The kids are out of control, but it's more about that you've lost control. And so I would sort of try to recenter myself in the morning. Guys, here are the rules. Here are the consequences for breaking the rules. And the minute anyone stepped out of line, please leave the room, go sit on this step. I will tell you when you're done. And just stay really calm and not let it escalate from 7 a.m. into like, now I need to top myself by yelling louder. Now I need to somehow top that by yelling louder. By the end of the day, I am just a shrieking carnival toy that everyone is kind of amused by. That That is, I think, my biggest issue with, with yelling is that yelling breeds more yelling because because yeah. it, it, it starts to be like, oh, mom, yelling is not anything to really... Pay attention to, let alone right. be intimidated by. I have to wait till she really screams, and then also does that. Right? It, 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 it starts to be something that they can start to tune out, and so, and then so then it's. it's I, I never thought of it like in, until that until you just said it that yelling kind of indicates to your children, oh, okay, my parent is out of control right now. Yeah, and especially as it starts to grow, like I, your kids are very adaptable and in tuned. And so if I make it a habit of having the interaction with my kid, hey, get off the iPad. I say, get off the iPad. I say, get off the iPad. When are you going to get off the iPad? Like that, they start to learn that they don't need to get off the iPad until step four of that interaction because they know I'm going to just keep saying it. That's that's something I learned when we were training our dog. And I really need to get, we really need to have my friend, the dog trainer, come on and give us um, <laughs> yeah. dog slash child training. But because, of course, they're going to be, 98% of those things are going to totally be exactly the same. To how so, you should deal with your kids. So when the kids, and, and the kids were with me, and she was, we were teaching our dog, Marshmallow, to sit. <laughs> Marsh- I know, Marshmallow. I object to the name Marshmallow. No, I don't object. That's not the right thing to say. I, 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 I gently chuckle at the name Marshmallow. If you knew her, okay, go ahead. if you knew her, you've never met Marshmallow, but you'd be like the best, Perfect most name. aptly named I animal. mean, I grew up with a dog named Barbecue, so I'm not here to throw any stones. <laughs> barbecue. It was black. We thought it was funny to name it Barbecue. I, I don't know. It, it, listen, clearly pet naming, not our forte. <laughs> we're not, that's why we don't have a name, pet naming po- podcast. 
I met a I met a guy walking marshmallow once, and, and when when I walk her in the city, and people ask what her name is, I always say her name is Marshmallow. My kids named her Marshmallow. My kids named her. Like that's what I call her. Her name is Marshmallow. My kids. And he, her. this guy was like Marshmallow. And I said, what's your dog's name? Mr. And then it comes out after talking to him for another 15 seconds that Mr. is short for Mr. Woof Woof. <laughs> all right. Listen, People who live in all glass got, houses. We've all got our challenges. Back to the dog trainer. She tells, she, my kids are saying, sit, Marshmallow, sit, 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 Marshmallow, sit, sit. And she said, stop, stop, stop. You give the command once and you wait. And if they do it, they get the treat. And if they don't do it, they don't. But you don't say the command more than once or else you will teach your dog that you say, sit, 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 marshmallow, sit. And that's the command to sit. You have to say it once and stop. And First so, of all, your dog trainer is a genius. <laughs> but like that's, that's the takeaway advice. Yeah. You are tra- if you say, get off the iPad, get off the iPad, get off the iPad, get off the iPad, you're training your children that 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 the command to get off the iPad is the end of that series of crazy things that you just said. Right. They don't really have to push the amazingly off smart until yeah. you scream. Right. Whereas if you start to say, if you establish the rule, when I say I now I've adapted myself a little bit, which I think my mother would roll her eyes at, and but I have adapted where I will say, whatever. It's half an hour at four thirty. Everybody's getting off of screens, and then at four thirty. I try to do it like 427. Okay, it's three minutes to get off screen. So start wrapping up what you're doing because I try to be a little bit understanding of the fact that I don't want to rip it out of their hands the second before they get the game running home run or whatever stupid thing they're doing. But <laughs> That they're not really doing but think they're I doing. I try to give them a little prep. But then if I start to get the feet, you know, the pushback of like, man, the world, it'll all be lost if I don't. I'm like the absolute cutoff time is 4.05. I will give you an extra five minutes to wrap up, but at 4.05, I am walking in here and hitting the button, so manage your time. But that's the only discussion around turning off the iPad. But again, these are on days when I am feeling, I mean, I'm never feeling calm, but I'm feeling calm-ish, you know? I'm feeling organized. I mean, it's like... It's like being on a diet, basically, this whole conversation, which is, yes, you understand that chicken and vegetables is better for you. I mean, that's you should basically eat like a protein, a little bit of a vegetable and like a very limited amount of like high fat food and sweets. Right. We get it. But there are going to be those days where you wake up and you're like, it's mozzarella sticks dipped in ranch today all day. And I'm not hearing anything else like. What happens is, but but it's good to establish a baseline of like, let's try to return to the non-yelling mode where we set expectations, we're clear about what the consequences are, and then we just deliver the consequences at the end of if the expectations aren't met and we don't get into screaming. So Easier said than done. You, you, so, I mean, I, I really like this idea too that you sort of start from a, you sort of... When you were with the five kids, you um, sort of consciously started at a lower point. And what happened? Did you yell for the first time at 4 p.m. instead of noon? Did, did you manage to get through the whole day? I what mean, happened? it still escalated every single day. I never got to a no yelling point. But certainly, I just, and I also picked my battles. Like, with the five kids, this one is constantly fighting with that one because they have this very specific kind of competition or this, the boys are always getting annoyed with the girl because she's annoying them or like whatever those dynamics are. And in the beginning, I would sort of set myself up for the second it started, I would start to intervene and leave her alone. And this is da, da, da. And then I reset to if I hear fighting or mean words you cannot play the Xbox together or whatever it is you want to do. The game will end if you two are getting competitive and kicking each other or whatever the behavior is. And But it, it takes a little bit more effort, like setting up the dynamic in advance of we're going to try to do this fun thing, but that fun thing is going to stop if I see bad behavior. You know, that has worked for me when I've done that. Even when my kids were little, if we were going into a situation where I was anxious or tense, like say flying with all three of them by myself or, I don't know, walking into a 
um, my, my brother-in-law's dad's funeral and the kids were, you know, pretty little funeral Oof. mass. And it was going to be, you know, it was a little warm and it was going to be at least an hour long. And when I, when I, when right. I really it's, need, it's a big deal. It's right. not somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And there's I, a very specific set of expectations. There's a specific set of expectations. And in those moments where it's like, I need you to, to do this for me and, and kind of practice that sort of same team thing. We're walking into the situation and the situation is going to be a little difficult and I'm going to be a little stressed and I need you to do these things. My kids have reacted to that from a very young age. I mean, like three, five, and eight were like silent in that, in that church. But Whoa. you can't do that every day. No, you can't do it every day. And you have to be careful also. The flip side of that story is that I occasionally, <laughs> I remember I was watching my, other set of nieces and nephews who are now grown and the oldest there were four of them and I think the oldest was like seven or something and the youngest was a baby and they were you know four under seven and I sat the seven-year-old down we were going out to this like um carnival-y kind of thing I had four kids out at this you know open air kind of crazy <laughs> environment right. and I sat the seven-year-old down and I said listen Aunt Meg <laughs> is going to be taking you guys to this thing it's going to be very um busy lots of people i need you to be my cap my co-captain okay you're my deputy in charge of helping me with the other kids and i gave him this whole talk and he got really excited he was like yeah i'm the deputy and i'll keep everyone and we get out to this carnival and he's like a wild man like he's so (laughs) out of control he's the worst of the four of them he's running around he's getting lost and i remember being like you betrayed me, deputy. Like I was so, I took it so personally. I was like, we had an agreement. And and you have to manage your expectations about how much a seven-year-old is able to commit to like, yes, I understand the expectations here. But it definitely helps to have the conversation. Right. And and there's, and there's I think what we're, what we're landing on in this first half of our conversation is that yelling is a symptom of loss of control. And so the flip side of yelling is kind of finding as many ways as possible to reinsert that control in ways that are positive and not just about yelling. Right. And I think this is a good time for us to take a break. Me too. Uh, Because after the break, I'm going to share with you the best piece of parenting advice I've ever gotten. And it's on the topic of yelling. Wow. Yes, and I still think of it at least every day. And I think it's going to be a big life changer. Expectation management, hashtag come back after the break. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a little break and we're going to share this comedy piece with you. And we will be right back. Your guide to mom yelling from the What Fresh Hell podcast. The gritted teeth I'm not yelling, yell. We will talk about it when we get home and away from all these other people who are looking at us in the grocery store. The yells your mom used to yell and you never thought you'd yell, yell. Because I said so, that's why. The I'm not yelling, just speaking very loud for emphasis, yell. These clothes are clean. Clean clothes do not belong in the laundry. Clothes that have been worn for less than five minutes are clean. Clean! The, I'm just going to keep yelling names until I get to yours yell. Emma, Sophia, Catherine, oh, you, youngest daughter, Sydney. That's right, you're in trouble. The, company's here, so I can't yell, but you know this would be a yell if it could be a yell yell. Gosh, honey, I'm surprised you don't remember that I preferred that you don't put your shoes on the sofa. The, I've lost my train of thought yell. I need everyone to get off their iPads. Dinner is in five minutes. Don't come down until you finish your homework. And is lacrosse practice tonight or Thursday? Where's my phone? The repeating yell. Get your shoes, get your shoes. We're late, get your shoes. You need shoes. We're very late. Shoes, come on. We're late. Get your shoes, shoes, shoes. Get your shoes. The, I'm not going to curse in front of my children yell. Budgie the whale. Godzilla. Damn breaking. Shazam, shazam it all. The, things I never thought I'd yell yell. Mom's underwear is not a hat. Don't taunt that lizard. You have to wear shoes outside when it's snowing. Yes, every time. Your penis should never be out during church. (laughs) 
Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Okay, we're back. I can't wait for this piece of parenting advice. It's going to change it everything. Be really good. Now it better be really good. But it really was good. And, and, and my husband and I were together when we got it. We still talk about it all the time. So we, I think I was pregnant. We were with my um, husband's roommate from college. And we were, cha- I, I, we were chatting about having kids. They had three kids who are probably like even older than your kids now. So like their kids were probably like whatever, 7, 10, and 12 at the time. And I was pregnant with my first and Kristen, roommate's wife, gave me the following piece of advice. Really saying no involves standing up. So the idea is like, you can't say no from the couch. Like if you really <laughs> want behavior to stop, that's where a lot, a lot of the seeds of yelling is kind of, I don't want to get up, but I want you to stop what you're doing. Uh, you're, that, wow. Yes. It's solid, yes. right? I mean, that's solid advice. Touché. Because I had never thought of it that way. And like my husband and I say to each other all the time, you know, we're sitting and we're on our phones or we're like eating dinner. And one of us is like, stop screaming at each other in there. And and one of us will say to the other one, really saying no involves getting off the couch. And it's like, 
it, it does open a whole new world of understanding. Like you have a lot of yelling, I think is also about being a bit disengaged. That is so spot on. And and no wonder they can ignore it so easily. It's like, well, she's still, she's still in the other room on the couch. She doesn't really want she me to get off the really iPad. She doesn't really care. If she cared enough, she'd walk in here and tell me to turn it off so I can wait because that's what's going to happen next after she's Right. They know step two is coming. That's mm-hmm. right. Like if you're actually just shrieking from another room and I still do it. I mean, there are nights where I put my kids in bed at eight. I get in bed at eight, 10 and I'm reading or whatever, especially in the winter. Like I like to be cuddled up and I hear them up there just wailing on each other and things are crashing and it sounds like a bad, you know, like cartoon. And I'll just try to lay in bed and be like, if I have to come up there and I, I know I'm kind of doing it, but I'm like, wait, I'm really cozy though. I actually don't want to get out of this bed. So I'm going to try to make my voice sound shrieky and scary enough that I could overcome my need not to want to stand up. And it's but, annoying. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm annoyed too. Like, oh my God, I'm finally sitting down watching Game of yeah. Thrones and I have to get up now. Uh, yeah, but you're right. But that's we we yell when we are maybe yeah it's it's yeah it's harder not to yell yeah it's harder not to yell that's the problem but and if this it's is ineffective to yell then then what's the point? Well, yeah, I mean it can be effective. I just think this is the thing: no judgments, yell away, shriek and shout, ladies. Like it's totally, I'm team yelling in a way. It serves a purpose. I'm kind but, of team yelling too. Yeah, I'm totally team yelling. It but serves a purpose. If when you it is not serving your purposes anymore, it might be worthwhile to say, what is this yelling all about? The more you yell, the less effective it becomes. So That's if true. you want to have it, if you want to have it be an effective tool when you need to use it, then you need to use it less. That's right. And and that's why I kind of disagree with your point earlier that like spanking the lack of spanking leads to more yelling like spanking leads to more spanking yeah. yelling it leads to more le- yelling like to me they're they're the same problem really it's not that like oh we took away spanking so now we need to yell more it's that i think spanking the problem with spanking is that it's it's it is the same problem it's you're a little out of control yeah like that, if that. you need to spank you're you've lost some degree of control i and and yelling is kind of the same like you you don't want to get to a point where you are giving yourself yelling flu once a day, getting in bed miserable, tired, headachey from all the shrieking you're doing. You want to try to figure out some ways to get a little bit more control so you're not getting to that point every day. But a little yelling, it ha- it's going to happen. Right. Okay. So let's, let's figure out how not to get to that point uh, in the first place. So what, what, what works? I've got a couple ideas for you. Give it to me. So... There's a woman named Carolyn Dogleash who wrote a book called The Sensory Child Gets Organized, which I very highly recommend yeah. if you have a child. We both have sensory children, so, if you, so in, we're, in sensory, we're tuned into this we can, world. We'll talk about that some of the time, but sensory children tend to have problems with organization. And so um, our mornings tend to be very stressful because I have a child. I really have three children, but one in particular who will go brush their, disappear to brush their teeth, go upstairs to brush their teeth, 10 minutes later, come downstairs, have them brush their teeth. <laughs> we're lying. Oh, yeah. We're lying on the rug playing with the dog. We're like, you know, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what they were doing. And, and so then we're late for the bus, and then I'm yelling. And so she, she says in this book that if you ha- find those moments, those, those sources of tension with your kids, and find a concrete solution. So... I was yelling at my kids every morning about that because we were late leaving for school because they were taking so long to brush their teeth. Well, what was the way to fix it? Not yelling every morning, but getting an extra set of toothbrushes and and toothpaste and putting them in the powder room downstairs by the front door so that they didn't have to go upstairs to brush their teeth anymore. Mm, they could just clever. brush their teeth downstairs. Oh, my God. Right. Ten, ten more minutes in the morning and me not yelling. Um, totally worked. Another thing... It, it, because again, because the mornings are when when I tend to well, I yell twice. I yell in the morning and I yell when when they're in the car and they're distracting me while I'm trying to drive. <laughs> those are my those are my two times. Um, the the morning checklist, again, especially for my uh, kid that needs a little more direction, but all, worked for all three. And I thought a checklist. He's not five. I mean, I did this when he was ten or eleven. A, a disgustingly thorough checklist. Get up. 
get dressed, have breakfast, brush your hair, brush your teeth, put your shoes on, find your backpack, leave for the bus. And and he not only was not insulted by that checklist, he took it very seriously and um, consulted it often, like every morning. Like, hmm, now what do I have to do? Let me, let me see. Let me look at the list. And if there was any sort of we're falling behind schedule, I'd say, don't forget your list. And again, I, w- I wasn't yelling at him to go brush his hair. The list. Can you make me hair. a morning list for myself? <laughs> yeah. I think it would really help me. Especially that part about brushing my hair. Brush your hair. Make sure that's on there. I had to go back. Put your shoes on was on the list, but tie your shoes wasn't on the list. And I had actually to go back and add <laughs> but tie that's your shoes. So, but that, I mean, one problem I think is my husband and I could both use those kind of lists. Like lots of great stuff, but about being married to each other, but both of us have are disorganized and problematic in those ways. David's a little bit better than I am. But I feel like what you're saying, and that's such a good point, it's if you find yourself over yelling, that's a symptom of something else that's happening. And so when you find yourself yelling too much, oh, it's good, like you need to keep a little like shrieking diary and like, okay, today I was yelling a lot in the morning at school time. I was yelling a lot when I was trying to get the kids off screens. I was yelling a lot at dinner time when they were scattered all over the house. And then start to find solutions to the, the yelling problem. So like, I mean, literally, that's why people used to have a dinner bell because they don't want to shriek, dinner time! Like, right. It's a dinner bell. Like, It's come to dinner. and I need to get a dinner bell. To, I totally need to get, get a, a dinner, dinner bell. bell. I mean... Our house isn't big enough that we need a dinner bell, but like, yes. I mean, whatever the situation is, it's the iPad solution, which is me saying, okay, I'm giving you a five-minute warning to get off, and then if you're still in the very middle of something, I will give you a five-minute grace period to get off, but we're not having yelling around getting off of screen. I'm not going to say, get off your screens, 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 anymore. I'm just going to say, here is here are the actual parameters that this is going to work in. I'm going to set up a timeout zone, you know, and stick you there and say, okay, that behavior is unacceptable. Go sit out for a minute. Rather, why are you doing this? You know, like what is the opposite of yelling? I will tell you another thing that really works and I love it. And I'm sure everybody knows it because I think they do it in all the schools, but I picked this up from the school teachers. Do you know this one? Yes. And then the kids echo it. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's a reason why you do that because they don't want to scream. And so my kids know that my kids are just getting to the point where they're like, they roll their eyes and they don't want to do it back. They're like, we're too old for that. That's a preschool thing. That's a baby thing. But you know, our one, two, three eyes on me, one, yep. two eyes on you yes. like that. All of those things are to condition the preschoolers and the kindergartners and the little kids that like when you hear that clapping sound, just in case anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, you go. And then the kids echo that clap and it means everybody's listening and paying attention. And we do it at Boy Scouts. And if I have a house full, and the thing is they've been doing it in school since they were little. If I have a house full of nine-year-old boys, I'll do it and the kids will do it back. I mean, they have, it's like a weird lizard conditioning in their brain. (laughs) And those kind of, it's like, instead of, you can't do it while you're driving the car, so don't do it while you're driving the car. Keep one <laughs> hand on the wheel. Drives off the road. Uh, those kind of like, it's a, it's a reset button, you know? It's a kind of like, whoa, everyone stop what you're doing. And then we can all kind of calm down for a second and move back to, I mean, it's still at a wedding reception, dinging a glass, like everybody hears that sound. And they kind of know, like, okay, it's time to stop what I'm doing, be quiet, and focus somewhere else. Right. So Those it's things a, work. It's a workaround. So you, so you, ha- you have to find the workarounds for the sources of tension, because I think we're hitting on, you don't yell all day, every day. You yell about kind of the same things, which, which is why they're the things you yell about, because you're so fed up with it being an issue yet again that nobody's in the car, whatever. So, so think about those times when you yell and then going back to your diet metaphor okay well if 10 p.m is a tough time for you then go to bed at 9 45 right or right. or have right it's the same kind of thing like a, red light foods like i know that like if we get indian taken it's all over like i'm eating every single scrap of food until i am miserable and like rolling around clutching my stomach like what <laughs> so i'm like okay if uh, that might not that's a once a month food not a every friday night food 
Right. So like where start to identify like the red light foods, like start to identify the red light moments in your life. Where is that yelling coming up all of the time? And I mean, I know for myself, I, and then you reset the yelling. I had a, we had a recital, a little recital. The kids were playing. I mean, they were playing like twinkle, twinkle, little star on the piano. It wasn't like recital recital, but they were playing at school. You know, bring their little music books and play their little piano piece during the art show at their school. And I was nervous about it, and it was stressing me out in a way that I didn't totally recognize. And my son was practicing, and I kept saying, they had to fill, they were really like simple pieces, like two little, you know, not even chords, like one note, like ding, 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 ding. Like, <laughs> and so I said to him, I want you to repeat it so that it lasts like a minute. It's not just like you're up there playing for 30 seconds. And... He was playing and I was doing 10 other things at the same time and he got to the end and he turned around like he was done and I was like, it's a repeat. You have to repeat it. And I was just kind of like, I'm busy. Remember to repeat it. That's what I I was feeling and thinking I was saying. And then I didn't hear any music coming and I was like, what's he doing? And I went over and he was crying and he's like, oh, you you yelled at me. Like I really hurt his feelings and scared him. And that's something that like, it kind of put me back on my heels a little bit. Like, oh, that's right. Like what I just think of as I am forcefully reminding you to do the thing you need to do, it, it's coming off to him as like, mommy is really mad and angry and has a mean face and is screaming. And that's something that you have to check in with yourself about. And I, I think that's a very, I have that in my marriage sometimes. Like when David and I were first married, we would get in fights and I have kind of a forceful personality and can be you kind do? of loud. Really? Yeah. This is shocking, I'm sure. <laughs> but I am just like, I'm myself. Like how, but for my husband, it was very upsetting. Like she's so angry and so, uh, I have another metaphor. When I was little, we they had a haunted house in my town and I was the most scared in the world of haunted houses. Like the Disney haunted mansion, they had to take me out of side entrance at one point because I was having like eyes roll back in my head, like <laughs> nervous breakdown may never survive. The least panic. scary haunted house ever. I, Oh gosh. I'm Other than the word haunted, the word host? haunted is the scariest thing about it. When he said, I'm your ghost host. That was it for me. I was, it was done. <laughs> um, so background terrified of haunted houses. We go to a haunted house in our town where a house has been converted on all the rooms are haunted houses. And I'm walking through the house and then we get to a house and there's like a strobe light making lightning, which I was also very frightened of. And this vampire is like walking towards us and I'm freaking out again, eyes rolling back in my head, like shrieking, like I cannot handle this level of terror. And the vampire leaned over and he took his teeth out and he's like, it's Mr. Callagy. It's just me, your neighbor. And I was like, oh, I messed with my mind. But <laughs> I think that's something also to keep in mind when you're yelling at your kids, that sometimes they see the vampire and you're like, but it's just me, mom. And you have to remember that like, you might be scarier than you think sometimes to your kids. And I have had that lesson handed to me a couple of times that what I think is just like, come on, repeat it. You know, that is coming off to my son is like, wow, mom's really scaring me right now. Particularly when sometimes sometimes they don't listen. You know, we, we, have to, we have to say things three and four times and then we yell because they're not paying attention. And I think sometimes they're really not paying attention. And so they don't, they don't tune in until we're, you know, fire coming out of our, our eyes. And then they are. They are confused and a little scared because they, they, they missed the build entirely. Yeah, for sure. And this walks the line a little bit, I realize of like precious snowflake stuff. Like kids get yelled at, it's fine. Like my kids are sometimes, and there are times where I've yelled at my kids and I'm like, yeah, you should be crying. You really did a bad thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there are times where I've yelled at my kids and I'm like, cry away. You just bit your brother hard enough to dry a blood. Mm -hmm. Like you should be crying. Mm -hmm. You did, this is the time where you're actually really, really in trouble. But I just think you have to be very aware of like when you're playing that card and I accidentally pulled that card out at like 
4.30 piano practice getting ready for the recital. That's what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? Yes. Like I accidentally played the like level 10 card when what was needed was like a level two reminder of like, oh, no, 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 remember it's a repeat. And, and parents who yell end up with kids who yell. Yelling breeds yelling. And our Ugh. kids do watch us for how we engage with the world. And Guys, so if we're not Amy to- just said a mouthful right there. <laughs> When, when you watch, that's what, that's what I don't like. And that's when I know it's out of control is when I hear my kids upstairs playing and my older one saying to my younger one, I've told you six times to put that down. And I'm like, oh no, that's the bad mom yell coming right out of that kid's mouth mm-hmm. towards his sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, that feels like really, and listen, this isn't so serious. This is life. It's fine. But sometimes, like, you hear those things and you're like, oh, no, I've really messed that up. Right. Again, I think I think going back to the thing we said very in the, in the very beginning, no yelling is probably not possible. Less yelling is possible and is desirable for a lot of reasons. If only so And the way we get to no yelling, so we can consider this yelling problem solved. Okay, let's solve it right now. The way we, you get to no yelling is part one, part A, identify... The causes and times of your yelling. Yes, What's the making you of yell? When, when is the yelling happening? Then identify the cause of that yelling. So, okay, I'm yelling a lot when in the morning when it's crazy. I'm yelling when I'm stressed. I'm yelling because I'm so tired of the screens that I don't know how to get them out of the house. I'm yelling at the dinner table because I resent the fact that I cooked all day and nobody's eating what I made. Start to figure those things out and then see if you can find solutions to those particular problems. Right. The the extra toothbrush solution. There there might be extra a very, toothbrush solution is a great idea. A very or concrete like, way to fix it. Yeah, or you know, it, every single problem we have an episode to fix it. So just go back and listen to the picky eater <laughs> and realize that the new rule in your kitchen is we don't talk about the food. But yeah, find those solutions and then really realize that Yelling is a symptom. For me, it's often a symptom of like, I'm overtired. I'm at the end of my rope. It's May and I'm so ready for school to be over. Yet I haven't made all the summer plans and I'm feeling stressed about it. And I just came back from nine days away. And now I'm back with my kids and remembering it's really, really hard. (laughs) And humans are difficult. And so sometimes the symptoms, sometimes it's a symptom that's of something that's just like, okay, yeah, this might be a little bit more of a high yelling week. Okay. Yeah. I have two loner kids for six days. I'm going to be doing some more yelling this week mm-hmm. and it's fine. It's not going to scar them for life, but just take a little time to check in and say like, okay, the yelling was a little out of control today. What can I do a little bit differently tomorrow? Well, I liked what you said before about, and then, then the next day you start from a lower point. Yeah, um, quite, just quite like, consciously. I don't know. And dude. realize like you may get back to 10, but maybe you'll get there later in the day or maybe today you'll only get to seven. And then if you reset again the next day, maybe you could just get to six and you're not going to cut out all yelling, but the yelling can get a little bit more controlled and we can cure the yelling flow. All right. I think, I think we've solved yelling. I think we fixed it. We're, we're going to yell so little now. Not oh, never. You, it's going to be very It's going to be like, oh, namaste, mother. Oh, namaste, son. Off to school with you. First, stop in the powder room and brush your teeth <laughs> with this conveniently located toothbrush. It's going to be a whole new world. I forgot. I forgot my. I want to say at the end here the one uh, tip that I forgot, which I I hate, but it works, is get up earlier. If I get up earlier, it helps. I'm going to yell at you. Yeah. Now. How dare you? Yeah. That's a lot more time to get ready for stuff. And then I'm not screaming that we're late. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely one thing that we found in the mornings. Like when we're yelling, it's because we tried to get a bed at 7.45 and get the kids to school by 8.15. Right. It's like, and now it's the last resort. That's the thing. The yelling is the bottom of the deck. Like that's, that's the bottom line. It's the bottom of the deck. So try to, right. Try to put some other cards on top. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, we want to know what you're yelling about at your house, please go to Facebook and tell me that I'm not the only one yelling at my kids. Uh, You can join us at facebook.com forward slash what fresh hell cast. Yes. And on uh, Instagram at I know we're on Instagram now. If you you have a picture of something you're about to yell about, a big Lego mess, take a picture and and, uh, and tag us on Instagram. We'd love to know. Perfect. What's our tag? Oh, stop yelling. Hashtag stop yelling. Sometimes yelling. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can tell we haven't really figured the Instagram thing out yet, but we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We would love to connect with you there. And we're also on Twitter. We have adjusted our uh, username to make it clear that we're a podcast. So our Twitter name is now WFH, What Fresh Hell Podcast, WFH Podcast on Twitter. But if you just search What Fresh Hell Podcast Twitter, you're going to find us. Do it that way. And as always, we would love, if you're enjoying the podcast, do a couple things for us. Tell a couple friends about it. Send them to the Facebook page. And also give us a review on... Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, which used to be called iTunes. Don't call it that. But <laughs> now, I'm just saying, like, if people are like, what the heck is Apple Podcasts? You can go to iTunes and find us, it's right? It's still on iTunes, but now we All call right, it Apple All right, it's still Podcasts. on iTunes, but now they call it Apple Podcasts. And we're going to do links on the uh, show page, whatfreshlpodcast.com. We're going to do links to some of the research on yelling that we talked about today, and maybe I'll have my friend, the dog trainer, show us the research about saying something once, which is... You and the dog trainer should do a Facebook Live oh where you gosh. tell us how dog training is like raising kids. That's a great idea. All right, awesome. Look for that, too. Done. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us and talking about yelling, and we will see you for episode 18. Thanks. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.